When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. 720 WGN, John Landecker at 736. Much talked about, much watched. Final episode coming up this weekend on HBO, The Last of Us. If you haven't heard, it's uh, Pathogens. Um, fungus takes over the bodies of infected people and turns them into violent monsters and they mutate and sometimes have mushrooms growing out of their skulls. And to help us find out whether or not could that happen here, uh, I'd like to welcome through the program an actual expert in uh, infectious prevention diseases, and that's Dr. Scott Roberts. Dr. Roberts, thanks for being with us this evening. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. And I bet this is not the first time this topic has been brought up to you. <laughs> it is not, but I'm glad it's raising awareness to fungal disease. Yes, because that indeed is something that does not get talked about. And I know um, with experience with some of my relatives that it's not only there, but it can be, you know, it can be very invasive and um, upsetting and, and cause a, a lot of discomfort. But at first, let's start with... Uh, the Last of Us. So there's this fungus, uh, mushroom, uh, fungus that comes and turns people into crazy monsters with mushroom heads. So, <laughs> what does this show? What does it have right? Are there is there anything about it that's right? Uh, it is representing a a true aspect of nature with this specific cordyceps fungus that seems to infect ants in a very specific and unique way. Mm -hmm. And it seems as if the showrunners did take that from a, a true moment of nature, which I believe is popularized by planet earth. Um, so that aspect is true, but I think the, the chances that something like this would be realistic is exceedingly unlikely. And for a variety of reasons, but, uh, you know, I think the main one is that this, uh, for example, this relationship between the ant and this cordyceps fungus evolved over thousands and uh, tens of thousands of years. Yeah. And, for example, this species of fungus cannot even infect other types of ants. So uh, it's quite a leap to envision that this species will jump to humans without thousands and thousands of years of evolution. So you say, I think the, I heard you just say it's extremely unlikely, and that immediately brought to mind, oh, so you still think there's a chance? Um, <laughs> I, I, I really do not. You know, I think it's, no. it's essentially impossible. And, yeah. um, and you know, another, another you know, we as humans, we have immune systems, and, you know, insects and ants have very primitive immune systems and simply can't off, fight off certain things like this. Um, and uh, so, so I think it is it's a great for a show, but you know, do I lose any sleep about this at night? No, I do not. Well, the effective things about, if you want to call this sci-fi or horror sci-fi or any science fiction is that there's a degree of truth to it. There's a part. It's not the fiction that sells it. It's the, the part of the science fiction that is science. And then there's the fiction and it's put together and it makes an impact, especially uh, with the, uh, in the context of COVID-19, um, I can't help but think that ha that helped uh, propel the pop popularity of this program. I don't think it was just a coincidence. Do you? 
No, and it's certainly not. I, I think this is, uh, you know, uh, they're releasing this at the right time, yeah. um, coming right off the heels of a pandemic when, you know, a lot of people are concerned about public health threats. And there's been a lot of chatter about avian flu and, you know, is that a potential pandemic threat? So this is certainly a concern. And, you know, I, I certainly am most concerned about some sort of viral species jumping from animals to humans like the avian flu. Um, I, I don't think of fungals, fun, fungi or, or these species as really causative agents of pandemic, mainly because these really don't spread person to person. And, you know, when we walk outside in in our backyards, we inhale fungal and mold species really all the time. And almost all the time, it never causes problems. And, and when it does, it's really with people with a lot of times underlying risk factors for fungal disease. And to reassure listeners, even when there is fungal infection, it certainly does not present like the way they're presenting in the show with these, uh, you know, zombie-like disfigured monsters. So, I, I, uh, you know, for example, we see the most common fungus, you know, athlete's foot, for example, or right. ringworm or thrush. You know, these right. are all fungal right. infections that, you know, are, are much, very common and really infect in different ways. Yeah, I, it'd be a hard, uh, it'd be a stretch to think that athlete's foot could bring down the entire human race. Um, <laughs> I never really equated, you know, I never thought of, but I mean, absolutely. Uh, I, and it makes it all the more ludicrous uh, to think that it, it's a problem with when it's the same aspects of it apply to athlete's foot. I think that's just astoundingly cool. Um, yeah, yes. You know, and, and certainly there's many different types of fungal species out right. there that cause right. many different things. And, you know, another example is magic mushrooms, which people take for the uh, hallucinations. This is just simply another type of fungal species that impacts humans in, in different ways. So what are the negative impact on humans that the array of fungus have now that we are exposed to? We certainly do see fungal infection in our patients that we, you know, mm -hmm. we treat in the hospital. And a lot of time this really divides into those who have endemic fungal infections that we get from the environment, such as mm -hmm. histoplasmosis. And there are others that uh, who have a lot of risk factors for disease, whether their immune system's low or they have a lot of indwelling devices. We can see certain types of fungal of fungi really get in the bloodstream that way and cause severe infection. Um, so we, we do see this. I think another growing threat is something called Candida auris, which is a relatively new fungus and uh, really only came about in the past 10 or so years with the hypothesis that climate change, uh, that this is a species that's adapted to warmer temperatures. Mm -hmm. um, there is a thought that the reason that human t uh, body temperature is 98.6 is that's really the threshold where fungal oh, yeah. species can't grow right. that easily. And Isn't so it's possible that with you know rising temperatures, we'll see more evolution in, in fungal species. Now, I, I'm way behind on the episodes uh, of uh, The Last of Us, but isn't that also part of the the plot that the the temperature rises to a certain extent uh, beyond the safety zone and therefore these mutations can multiply? I think I got something like that from the plot. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, certainly that that's a risk. And I think we're seeing that in, yeah. in our real lives with Candida right. auris, where these new species are evolving and you know, perhaps they're closer to mutating and causing greater infections in humans right. than we realize. Uh, like I said, you know, the science part of the fiction 
brings it home. And uh, <laughs> exactly, uh, I want to thank you very much for being with us. Uh, uh, is there anything you want to add about the current state of fung- fungal awareness in America or the world today? I, I think it's something to keep an eye on. And you know, the WHO and the CDC have listed fun- uh, fungi as uh, emerging threats, and certainly some of the endemic fungi that we've seen that can cause infection. Some of it is spreading as well, you know, such as histoplasmosis mm-hmm. with the changes in our climate. So I think this is really something to keep an eye on. And I'm grateful for the show, certainly for raising awareness. Uh, it can really only help uh, having the public have greater awareness toward toward things like this. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Roberts. Thank you for being with us. Have a great evening. You too. Bye. Thanks. That's Dr. Scott Roberts, um, expert on infection prevention he actually, uh, where did I put it? His um, resume, he did, he was here at Northwestern for a while. Uh, then it was also, at, yeah, he did his fellowship at Northwest Memorial Hospital in 2020. His residency at the University of Michigan at 2017. And the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in 2014. So, I would think with those kind of credentials, they... Guy certainly knows what he's talking about. 